Spotify, AM640, more stimulating talk. The Gary and Shannon Show, Brian Suits, filling in. Hello, fellow kids. That's a fat beat you're dropping there, Blake. Uh, why don't you ever name the bands that you play for bumpers? Because I, I will, you know, I give you nothing but crap, but I got to say, I will give you credit for, for, for getting excellent bumpers. Oh, thank you. Um, I don't name them because no one ever seems to oh. care. I mean, don't get me wrong. You're no Ronnie Fascio. No, I'm Money. aware of that. What is this particular uh, ditty? This is I Only Lie When I Love You by Royal Blood. Oh. Yeah. But uh, no, people. Yeah! The kids love this stuff. People uh, tweet me sometimes and they ask me. So I'll. I, I, whenever someone asks me on there, I answer. But um, most people around here don't seem to care. Um, all right, we'll, uh, the, the White House press conference is underway, and there's probably going to be some remarks about Prime Minister uh, Benjamin Netanyahu meeting with President Trump earlier today. President Trump was uh, heard to say, He, 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 thank you. And then he ushered the press out of the, uh, the, uh, the Oval Office. Uh, it is noon, and that means that you're all trying to keep your lunch down, so let's help you. What the heck is happening? Time for What's Happening. Uh, does anyone remember the Bay Gen radio, the uh, the wind-up radio? Uh, I had one of these. I want to say um, late 90s. Trevor Bayless, the creator of the wind-up radio that helped millions in the developing world to access life-saving information, and including bumpers like uh, Blake just played, has died at age 80. He was uh, awarded a, uh, a CBE. I forget. The OBE is the order of the British Empire. The CBE is, uh, I forgot, of the British Empire. Uh, for services to intellectual property, died of natural causes. Do you guys, you you youngsters in there, do you guys have any clue what I'm talking about? The wind-up radio? No. Yeah. No? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and even like George Nori. They still uh, sell them. And, and his and- predecessor used to pitch one. A certain, it's the ultimate off-the-grid survival radio because it requires uh, no batteries. What it, what it had was it had this uh, stiff steel spring and you wound it for like a minute and it had a ratchet so it would hold the spring tension and then you released it really slowly, and there was a, a bunch of gears, and it turned a dynamo, and it was self-powering. Mm. I think oh. you can still get them. They have the, uh, the they have flashlights like that too, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. those those do. Um, but uh, a, a fellow, a, a friend of mine here in LA radio at a different radio station, um, actually got he he's a collector of radios, <clears throat> and he sent me one of these, and it, it I took it camping. It, it lasted forever. But anyway, um, he's he's dead, so not that mm. it's going to affect the radio. Your radios will still work. Uh, the man accused of stealing Best Actress Frances McDormand's Oscar showed off the trophy in uh, on, on Facebook Live. Arrested for swiping Frances McDormand's Oscar trophy, he paraded this. Uh, he minced a this golden statue all around the Academy Awards Governor's Ball, the traditional after party. And while he was broadcasting live on Facebook Live, he was going around claiming that it was his Oscar that he won it. And I've only heard it. I haven't seen the video. You guys saw the video. What were did people just assume that he was well dressed and he had an Oscar? Were they reacting like he was somebody? Yeah, they were. You know, oh, congratulations. Then he's asking them, you know, where, uh, you know, what parties you going to? And they're, oh, we're going to the blah 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 Kimmel party. Oh, where's that at? And you know, they were talking back and forth, and they didn't think anything of it. Oh, Jimmy Kimmel's party is where laughter goes to die. I believe. <laughs> if you um, uh, if you want to see the video, everyone out there, go to kfim640.com keyword Gary and Shannon, and it's right there. Clickbait. Um, he's walking around and play a little bit of the audio. He's saying Academy Awards, baby, for music. You know what? I can't believe I got, I'm not even doing it justice. So do it justice. <laughs> 
We got it. We got it pulled up. Oh. Hit it when you can. He's you 47. The guy's name is Terry Bryant. I looked on. He seemed like the kind of guy who would, who would have a pretty heavy Instagram footprint. But there's What's a up, baby million boy? Terry Bryant. Hold on. So he's he's shooting at himself. People are reacting. He's waving it around. Look at baby. My team got this tonight. This is mine. We got it tonight, baby. Kissing it. Governor's ball, baby. Woo! So, anyway. That, he was taken into custody for grand theft. It is a felony, even in 2018. $20,000 bail early Monday. We don't know if he's still in or not. Uh, I, I, one gets the feeling that uh, he, he wouldn't mind being in Men's Central. But uh, I'm, that's just me, and I'm biased and judgy. Uh, the convicted arsonist Harry Burkhart has been found sane when he set 50 fires around Hollywood. Doesn't that just, on the surface of it, doesn't that mean that you are insane or, or not? Except that, you know, there was that serial arsonist who was a Glendale firefighter for, for like a decade. The guy was like an arson investigator. Uh, not in this case, though. A convicted arsonist responsible for setting at least 50 fires across Hollywood and other surrounding areas in 2011 and 12 was found to have been sane at the time of the crimes. Uh, this uh, The jury came to this decision Monday morning uh, today. This was Harry Burkhardt's second sanity trial. And again, I'm no psychiatrist, but if you're on a, a retrial for your, your, your sanity, doesn't that mean that you're insane? But anyway... Uh, the jury's decision means that Burkhart faces prison time as opposed to time in a state mental hospital. Uh, in 2016, the judge declared a mistrial in the sanity phase of the trial after jurors became deadlocked on his state of mind. Uh, this was the guy, a really weird story. He and his mother, I guess, legally emigrated from Germany uh, to the United States and... Uh, his mental history shows his uh, he's severely mentally ill, developmentally disabled. Uh, he was in a psychiatric hospital just four months before the arsons. Uh, prosecutors countered that Burkhart knew exactly what he was doing, that he was angry at the United States after his mother was deported. And I forgot where she was deported, but she was deported back to Deutschland, uh, everybody. So uh, anyway, he's saying so he's going to go to uh, actual big, big boy prison. And we'll be back. Uh, here in a second with more of uh, what's trending uh, with Gary and Shannon. Also, uh, later on this hour, the where is the Me Too movement? Uh, how how did women take it when Kobe Bryant was awarded an Oscar for the animated short film Dear Basketball last night? Has uh, the world gone crazy or what? We'll check in with a Playboy columnist, Bridget Fetisi, who does the Just the Tip uh, column for Playboy. That are coming up. It is Brian Suits filling in for Gary and Shannon on KFI AM six forty. More stimulating talk. <laughs> Gary and Shannon show KFI AM six forty. More stimulating talk. Brian Suits filling in for Gary and Shannon. The ninetieth Academy Awards were last night. Blah 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 blah. Francis McDormand. Hashtag me too, hashtag time's up, hashtag hashtag, and uh, the rest of it. But uh, did it fall flat with the the Vimmins? Is Hollywood trying a bit too hard? Uh, like, for instance, Jimmy Kimmel pointing out that Oscar doesn't have a penis, uh, things like that. So 
Um, let's bring her on board. Playboy sex and dating columnist. The column is called Just the Tips. The author, Bridget Fetisy joins us. Still working on her self-help book, Seducing Men is Like Hunting Cows. <laughs> That's on the horizon somewhere. All right. So so uh, I asked you, I, g- I gave you the task uh, to, to watch and give me your reaction. Turn, and then you don't have TV. No. <laughs> so you, but you found a way to stream it or whatever, right? We, we streamed it. We, we, I guess we could stream it on. We have like uh, Apple TV, so we could. We ended up being able to stream it on ABC, I guess. But I didn't. I didn't know that we could do that. <laughs> um, also, also uh, uh, stand-up comic Bridget Fetisy. So let me start as a comic. Let's listen to Jimmy Kimmel's comedy about the Oscar statue's genitals. Film number one, no question about it. Oscar is the most beloved and respected man in Hollywood. And there's a very good reason why. Just look at him. Keeps his hands where you can see them. Never says a rude word. And most importantly, no penis at all. He is literally a statue of limitations. And that's the kind of men we need more of in this town. Um, all right. Uh, home run, standing triple, baseball reference. Uh, uh, did you laugh? Uh, I didn't laugh, but I'm, I don't know that I'm the, the demographic they're going after. I mean, I'm a woman, I guess, but I, the, I, I, I think I joked on Twitter, this is the future liber- liberals want, <laughs> this world with men with no penises. Well, and that is, um, that is an automatic laugh line, though. With, with, that's what every male comic knows this. That the automatic laugh line with women is something about cut it off, caught in the door, bear bites it off, whatever. That's inherently right. funny that men lose their units. Is it? I mean, it feels, I don't know, it feels so, I would say that's kind of a hacky joke then if that's like an automatic laugh line. It really, really was. I mean, it, it, that, was it, a, that was if you didn't see that coming a mile away, uh, then you, you don't know penis jokes. No, and and it's just uh, yeah, but the throwing it, there were kind of a lot of low blows. I felt, but I feel like with I just sometimes feel like they might as well be doing their speeches and jokes in the mirror. It's like this lack of awareness that people don't all agree with them or think like them. So there's a very specific audience they're talking to at the oscars and i don't know that it's all that inclusive for people who are constantly talking about being inclusive well did you feel it was a bit there were two moments that i i thought maybe might be a bit tone deaf one of them was and and i i get it it's it's a meritocracy they're voting on artistic product but kobe bryant won an academy award (laughs) are you a little surprised that the town that the industry did that I just think there's some, it just seems like there are these random exceptions to the rule. I mean, I don't know if Ryan Seacrest owns your radio station, but (laughs) that was a weird, awkward thing that was happening on the red carpet was him interviewing people or not interviewing people. um, All all five nominees for Best Actress passed him by. They wouldn't talk to him. Meanwhile, Kobe Bryant has two retired jerseys and, and an Oscar. And he was, and, I, and he got a standing ovation. And I think Gary Oldman has a history as well, from what I was reading. There was a, a Daily Beast piece flying around last night about how he, um, I guess, like allegedly beat his ex-wife with a telephone. Um, 
And I know that a lot of people were saying that Kobe's, you know, he he went through due process and et cetera. But even in the civil lawsuit, he basically admitted that, you know, she didn't, he didn't understand that she didn't consent. So he kind of admitted to it. So, so yeah, did, there just seems... So, so far in the broadcast, are, are, is the Me Too or the Time's Up movement, do you feel like at this point it's, it's being set back a month or a year or, or the hypocrisy is, is uh, damaging it? I think it's complicated. So I, I – and, you know, there are moments where I'm inspired because I do think it's so important that these stories are being told – I also think that it's not just going to be always this is not a black or white situation and as many of these situations are and that I think it the tendency is to want to simplify it and and um a lot of people were saying well Ryan Seacrest you know shouldn't even like he, he, he it's not good to try people by by just the the peanut gallery um, people deserve their due process. I, I stand behind due process. He can, he could be cleared by a court. Someone can be cleared, but that can also be bad for business at the same time. So that's where I think it gets kind of gray. You're putting these actresses in particular in a position where they have to choose whether to speak to somebody. And that's a reflection of whether they defend him or they don't. It just is awkward. So as a business, why would you even do that? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I think that's where this overlaps is like the due process is separate than capitalism. <laughs> what, what do you think? And uh, Bridget Fetisi, the Playboy sex and dating columnist, uh, her column, just the tips is there playboy.com. Uh, also uh, LA single woman in LA. So let me, let me, uh, let me ask you this. Uh, what was more tone deaf Kobe Bryant winning uh, Academy award or Jimmy Kimmel, going into a movie theater and then shooting with a machine that shoots wieners into women's faces. Yeah, that was so we I hate those bits of like, let's go talk to the common people and see what they're doing now. I mean, that to me is tone deaf. Just this whole idea of like, oh, let's go visit with the commoners is just those things always drive me crazy. It's like the new trend of like, let's go into middle America and see what the, the people in the zoo are like on the farms. It's, yeah, but yeah, they, I, they go to a theater in Hollywood. They don't go to Des Moines, Iowa, because they'd be, no, they'd be body passed yeah. out of there. But most of the people in these theaters are from, like, you know, they're tourists. Yeah. So it just feels, it always feels so... Um, Artificial. Set up. And talking down to. There's this level of, like, we're up here and you're down here. And then, yeah, the whole shooting, I mean, that was just weird. Well, again... It was, I don't know what you were about to say, but they were hot dogs. Technically, they were hot dogs. But still shooting yeah, hot dogs it, into women's faces, well, I thought was a bit, re- bit hot. It reminded me of the man show, which is a thing that I'm always trying to, I always laugh at when I hear anytime Jimmy starts going on a rant about sexism and people are allowed to evolve and all that stuff. But every time he does, I was an, I was an extra on the man show when I first came to Hollywood. So every time he starts talking about this, I'm like, I remember you. <laughs> On the man show. I know. Like, did you <laughs> did you break all the DVDs of that show, Jimmy? Do, do you do you recall the the nineties? Because I, I sure do. And at least make a joke about that at some point, so that you're self reflective and you can show that you have this level of self awareness. Don't like just ignore it. Make some long monologue about you know sexism, which is important, and then go shoot 
wieners and i mean i don't know it's so many mixed messages it's just it was a lot which is why it was probably why it was very very low rated it was the lowest rated ever i was just reading oh well congratulations abc (laughs) uh all right bridget fetacy can be found at playboy.com the sex and dating column just the tips also can be found uh, standing behind a microphone doing stand-up comedy uh thanks for uh, joining us Thank you for having me. All right, there you go. Uh, We'll be back right after this Gary and Shannon show. uh, DACA. It's March 5th. DACA has run out, or has it? That and more coming up. KFI AM 640, more stimulating talk. Drain the swamp. We're going to drain the swamp of Washington. We're going to have fun doing it. We're all doing it together. Drain the swamp. Drain the swamp. Drain the swamp. Swamp watch. KFI AM 640 more stimulating talk. It is the Gary and Shannon show. Brian Sitfilgan for Gary and Shannon Swamp Watch. March 5th, 2018. You know what that means. And if you do, either you're an ICE agent or you're here illegally. Because it's been six months since President Donald Trump moved to end DACA by doing nothing. Um, because it was an executive order. And again, this is... Uh, This is the chickens coming home to roost. If you live by the EO, you die by the EO. Uh, President Trump moved to end a program that protected young undocumented immigrants, according to CNN, or illegal aliens, according to the actual law. Uh, From deportation, Washington seems to be no closer to a resolution on the day everything was supposed to be solved. March 5th was originally conceived to be a deadline of sorts. For action, when Trump ended the DACA program back in September, he created a six-month delay to give Congress time to come up with a legislative version of the policy, <clears throat> which protected young young undocumented immigrants who have come to the U.S. as the kids. Uh, Homeland Security was going to renew two-year DACA permits that expired before March 5th. Monday was to be the day. Today was to be the day afterwards those permits began expiring for good, multiple federal judges ruled that the justification that the Trump administration was using to terminate the program was shaky at best, blah, blah, blah. But <clears throat> anyway, the Supreme Court declined uh, the administration's unusual request to leapfrog appellate courts and consider immediately. So uh, that, that happened. But here's the thing politically, DACA, uh, or if it, and, and this is sort of a peculiarity of polling, if, if you go around uh, using the Obama phrase, dreamer, dreamer this, dreamer that. And I, I hear the state of California is spending money on uh, unnamed radio stations that may be even upstairs um, to appeal to dreamers that, that you can get state grants. You can dip into my tax dollars for scholarship money and the feds won't get your records. That's a specific part of the spot, of the script of the spot, okay? But here's the thing. If you poll Republicans about should people who were brought here illegally by their parents and grew up as Americans be deported, or should there be a way for them to, you know, stay here, whatever, even Republicans are nearing like 77%, okay? Because in spite of what liberals portray conservative hearts it's it's not a rocky place where compassion can find no purchase uh, most 
conservatives are very aware that this place kicks ass, that this country is awesome, and we thoroughly understand why people come here legally and risk their lives in doing so. That's never disputed. I get that. But when you start throwing it in my face, like when the Gavin Newsoms of this world start calling them immigrants, you know, that's when you start hitting a break. That's when you lose sympathy amongst conservatives. And and this is where I, I'm, you know, I got to say, and this is, this is kind of rare, that I'm on Trump's side on this one. It's the Democrats that are getting in the way of this. So uh, Trump is correct on this. Oh, I can't play my drop. Can I play my drop? I've got my Trump uh, he 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 drop. He 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 he. Thank you. There you go. Um, because when Gavin Newsom starts lecturing us all about our obligations to pay for scholarships for illegal, ultimately a dreamer is an illegal alien. But but again, you, you have an opportunity to sort of reach across the aisle to conservatives and and stop offending the living crap out of us by making it sound like we owe them something. Or that somehow they have a right to be here. They have what we give them. And you should take advantage of the fact that most Americans understand uh, and sympathize with people who have no connection to wherever they were brought here. I don't want to sound prejudiced. So wherever they were brought here, from Finland or Belgium uh, or uh, Chile, whatever. Okay, wherever you came from is not the issue, and it's not the issue with the country that we share a very large undefended border with to our south. Uh, there is a solution, but it, a lot, most of it is in the hands of the Democrats on this because they're trying to tie um, not funding a wall with, uh, with DACA. And also their approach is so entitled. The approach is why wouldn't you just waive them immediate amnesty and a fast track to citizenship? Well, because in spite of the fact that it's not their fault, they are still here in an illegal status. And maybe a, a maybe you're a six-month-old infant, and, and this is a terrible analogy, but people are, are using this. What if a bank robber brought his infant son into a, into a bank and robbed – is that child a bank robber too? No, not the issue. Okay? But how about this? What if a bank robber robbed a bank um, and uh, was caught, and then 18 years later the kid demanded some of the loot? How about that? There's my little analogy. Uh, former Trump aide Sam Nunberg says he will not comply with uh, Robert Mueller's subpoena. Former aide to Donald Trump said Monday he would refuse to comply. Sam Nunberg, who was an advisor on Trump's 2016 campaign, told MSNBC that it would be really funny if Mueller arrested him for ignoring the grand jury subpoena. Uh, while laughing, he said, quote, my lawyer is about to dump me right now. Close quote. Nunberg, Nunberg told MSNBC that Mueller's team has been asking, did you hear Russians spoken, spoken in the Trump office? And did you hear about Trump Tower in Moscow? Uh, things like that. So he's revealing some of the line of questioning that the Mueller team uh, is pursuing. MSNBC's interview came after the Washington Post published a story that cited Nunberg as saying he would refuse to comply with the subpoena. So uh, there, there is that. And uh, do Gary and Shannon ever extend the swamp to Sacramento? Or are we talking just uh, – I've never seen him do that. Is, can Sacramento be part of the honorary swamp? Yeah, why not? All right, go I'll go it. back to, to this. If you haven't heard this, uh, this is a uh, L.A. Times story that, uh, guess what? Gifts are still a big deal in Sacramento. Uh, new filings show that lawmakers had absolutely nothing has changed. And why should it? Because it's not illegal. New filings show lawmakers were also uh, were given foreign travel, golf games, concert tickets, <clears throat> um, thousands in freebies. Your candidate for Senate, Kevin DeLeon, who's also the uh, president of the Senate, state Senate leader Kevin DeLeon, 
Uh, he had the most gifts, and why wouldn't he? He's uh, the most influential guy not named Newsom. The uh, L.A. Democrat accepted tickets to events, expensive dinners from Planned Parenthood, billionaire activist Tom Steyer, and the Barona Band of Mission Indians, a casino operator for a total of 9700 bucks. That's always a shocking part about this, is ultimately how cheap these guys can be bought. You know, we're not talking about 970000 in trips and golf, and that'd be a lot of freaking golf, but 9700 bucks. So basically... For the the price of a three year old Nissan Altima, you can apparently buy Kevin DeLeon, who, by the way, had absolutely no idea that his roommate was taking advantage of interns and uh, and lobbyists and having sex in the house that they rented in Sacramento, which is the reason he never talks about it and why he moved out so darn fast. We'll be back right after this. It is the Gary and Shannon Show. Brian Suits filling in KFI AM six forty. More stimulating talk. KFI AM six forty more stimulating stimulating talk. The Gary and Shannon show. Brian Six filling in for Gary and Shannon. Uh, also, producer Nick. I guess we just missed a complete S show on CNN. Yeah. The former Trump aide Sam Nunberg was just on CNN, basically giving like a Carter Page level, you know, crazy juice spring interview. Let's like see he, if I can get that. he brought he brought a, a giant manure spreader full of crazy juice and sprayed it all around and he basically said uh subpoena robert Mueller subpoenaed me pashaw i won't stand for this bs as if as if that's actually an exception in a prosecutor's subpoena powers but uh, i guess we we uh, we just missed that so uh, there there is that um yeah he said go ahead and arrest me yeah he doesn't want to testify yeah um, and uh, how much how much you want to bet uh, he's a squealer at this point uh, he was also, yeah, like I said in that in that story during Swamp Watch, he was asked, "Did you ever hear Russian spoken in uh, in, in Trump Tower?" And I don't know, I don't know if he answered that. Uh, speaking of Russian sex coaches, uh, like Amy King just brought up, except you, you, you didn't actually, right? Okay, no. <clears throat> um, from behind bars, <laughs> in a nice, sw- nice, nice segue there. I'm a pro. Yep. In a sweltering immigration detention center in Thailand, a self-styled sex coach. This is this Russian woman. Uh, this uh, this hooker coach. She claims to have detailed insider knowledge of Russian meddling in the U.S. election, says she wants to cooperate with U.S. investigators. The catch, she says, the U.S. government needs to grant her political asylum. Uh, she was born in Belarus. Anastasia Vazhkovich claims she has proof of Russian interference in the 2016 U.S. election. Uh, she says, quote, I am ready to help with an investigation, investigation if they help us get out of here. Close quote, says the petite 21-year-old. By the way, here's why I... Call complete BS on this. This is a ploy to get out of a Thai jail. Uh, Amy King, you're a news hound. Do you recall the last person who used a ploy to get out of a Thai jail? Remember the dude, the really weird dude, who claimed out of the clear blue sky that he killed John Benet Ramsey. Am I ringing a bell? This guy who was in a Thai jail, this American who was over there diddling kids, which is, what. by the way, when single men go to Thailand, they're not going there to serve. Um, so, uh, this guy from behind bars said, I know who killed John Bunny Ramsey. And he got a all expense extradition with shrimp back to Colorado, where it turned out he was absolutely pulling this story completely out of his bum. And he was, he, but bottom line, he got out of jail in Thailand by doing that. So that's why the Russian sex coach, she's 21 behind behind bars in Thailand. She's 21 behind bars in Thailand. She's a sex coach and says she has 
really credible knowledge of how Russia interfered with the U.S. elections. Perhaps you want to hear where I hid Jimmy Hoffa's body. <laughs> Do you want to hear how I, uh, how I uh, assisted in killing JFK? She's going to say anything to get out of jail there. And nobody, because MSNBC is just rabid for this to be true, they're, they're giving it credence and they're forgetting. Like I say, we have that object lesson. We have that weirdo who just out, out, out of the blue said, oh, I know all, all about who killed John Bonet, and he got popped. The, we have an extradition treaty with, with Thailand. So I'm, I'm not buying it is, uh, <clears throat> is what I am saying. We'll talk with Rebecca Jarvis next hour about steel tariffs and the uh, economy. Uh, the whole deal, uh, and check in with uh, the ABC business correspondent uh, there, uh, more more uh, Trump talk there. Uh, this was a story, I did not hear this, I don't remember this arrest, but evidently, June 30th, 2017, Justin Bieber had a concert uh, scheduled in Cardiff, Wales, and a 17-year-old youngster, Lloyd Gunton, who claimed to be a soldier of ISIS, and this is like... If Martians landed and said, take us to your pudgy white kid, you, you would go right to this kid. And I mean, not, not just pudgy and white, but English. So you have that going for you. Like, total lack of pigmentation. Just a, a pure, pure English kid. But, if, but hey, what the hell? He's a soldier of Islam. So he had planned, evidently, uh, the, the Crown says he was hours away from, act, from committing an act of atrocity on the Bieber concert. The teen... Uh, had uh, searched on the interwebs for uh, tags and phrases such as truck attack. Uh, How do you use a knife to stab and kill? ISIS beheading video. How to create a terror attack. And what does getting shot feel like? Which is probably the last thing that's going to happen to you in England. But but, uh, anyway, the the kid uh, evidently had had advanced uh, a plot to attack with a truck. Like the guy in Nice, France did on July 14, 2016. He killed 85 people with about eight ounces of diesel uh, that was being run through a diesel truck that he ran people down with. So this kid was looking for that. Anyway, he gets life. I didn't know they had that in Britain. 17-year-old boy who plotted an ISIS-inspired attack in Wales um, was slapped with a life sentence on Friday, according to reports. And uh, but, but life doesn't really mean life. It's, it's just a nice phrase. He must serve a minimum of 11 years in the slammer before being eligible for parole. So... There's there's that. The Bieber terror plot was thwarted, and uh, the the only atrocity that night came through a microphone. Uh, we'll be back right after this. The Gary and Shannon Show, Brian Suits filling in KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk.